Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the preview show. What are we previewing? We're previewing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Man United coming to... Oh, hold on. We're previewing Michael Carrick's Man United team coming to Stamford Bridge. Michael Carrick? Hmm. Oh, well, they've got a big manager in again. Um, Here to discuss this, it's Mr Andy Saunders. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, thank you, Andy. Carrying on flicking your V's at me. And Gary Hayes, who is being quiet, shy and retiring. As always. Yes. So, what a week it's been, eh? Ole's gone and Michael Carrick's in. Um, Is that decisive move from United, Gary? Well, at the moment, yeah, because that's where they are, right? Um, Can I just say as well, I did did think that... um, I wish we had done this with Lampard where they did a exit interview because did you see the video of Solskjaer when he started crying? That was good, wasn't it? And I just think that, I know I'm not trying to get too deep here because I moan about people as well, but it just shows that when you've got someone who loves your club and believes in it, leave the vitriol at the door because you know that tortured that guy. And um, I just wish we had done something like that with Lampard because you'd have seen something, I think. Not to that level, but I just think that I really feel for Solskjaer because he was doing that through an affection and a love for the club. And I just think it says, says a lot about a fan base when they're hounding a guy to get him out. And I just look at, I just think that's horrible to do. And you can see the seven and a half million payoff, whatever he got that pales, you know, because he he's lost that job and you can see how upset he is because he feels it. And I think that football is better for people like that, ain't it? Whether they're at Man United or Chelsea. I think yeah, the, Carrick, the, yeah he's, he's like Ryan Mason. I think the, uh, the thing about, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was he was clearly massively over promoted far too early. He, he managed to go on a, a, a really 
you know, sort of jammy run of results at the very beginning of his tenure, which meant that the Man United board had no real choice but to appoint him, you know, and everybody was, the, the win were in his sails, but everybody's sitting there thinking, it's Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, he's done like Mulder in the past, he and hasn't Cardiff. really, and Cardiff, he hasn't really, you know, got the experience to, to manage one of the world's biggest clubs and some of the world's biggest players. So how's that going to work? Um, you know, at, at, at best you could say it's been a rocky ride, um, and at worst you could say it's been a complete disaster, and it's it's been a slow death by a thousand cuts isn't it and we've all seen it coming for so long it's been like a car crash in slow motion to use that cliche but you know I, you know I, I with Gary that that video that I watched was was dignified and you know Gary talked in the last program about when players are there all you can ask is that they are committed and that they don't badmouth the club when they leave I think with managers you want them to be professional and dignified, you know, throughout their throughout their their tenure. And there's a few managers in recent times that I don't think have been dignified at Chelsea, you know, either at the time or when they've left. Um, but I think if I were a Man United fan, which I wholly am not, um, I think the dignified way that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, signed off would have, you know, would have made me think, you know, a little a little bit um, about how I treated him and how I might treat him in the future so I think good for him and good for the fans and good for the club and I think it's a good template for all clubs to you know to sign off in a dignified way and say hey it didn't work we move on good luck with your next manager yeah exactly I mean you know at the end of the day he was committed caring but crap Um, (laughs) three C's three C's (laughs) (laughs) I had time to think about while you two were eulogizing Um, uh, so anyway it's going to be it's going to be an odd one isn't it because Carrick steps up. Um, you would have thought that they would have had some sort of plan in place that you get rid of your manager. And actually, partly, surely the problem is that their first team squad is made up of inexperienced people apart from Phelan. Um, you know, and, and is this not just exacerbating the problem? Could they not have just kept Solskjaer in if they're just all they're going to do is promote? Oh, no. Just sums not up a after that. Club. Not after that. Not after that Watford result. I think they were probably hoping that the Watford was a was a bit of a gimme that they could just turn up and roll over Watford, um, and and that that would buy them some time. Um, but I think after that Watford result, that was an absolute catastrophe. They couldn't. They couldn't in any in any all conscious keep going with it. I just don't think the fan base would have stood for it. So it probably came a couple of weeks too early. I mean, maybe they're lining up Poch. Maybe they're lining up someone else. Maybe they're lining up Brendan. Who knows? Um, but but you know the fact of the matter is after that Watford game, they were left with no choice but to sack him. I see. If they're lining up Pochettino, why he's won nothing? And I, I look at Chelsea, and I'm not saying that. Yeah, you know, I, I was just distraught. You know, I, I still don't know whether I was unhappy with Lampard being sat because it was Lampard or whether I believed that he was actually doing something right. It I'm was because it was to, Lampard, Gary. I mean, yeah, I think I'm like still, all of us. I'm still trying to work that out, whether I'm fooling myself into to believing that something was happening. But I think that Chelsea did that at the time because they knew who they wanted was available. And I look at United now and I think, you've done it. You might as well have done it a month ago and got Conte because Conte what? would have gone. Conte yeah. would have Can gone I to United say, over Gary, Spurs, Gary, right? I, so you I le- put up this tweet as a laugh um, the week that he signed for Spurs, uh, where I said, if the United job became available, would he leave Spurs? Because I still think it's the job he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause, but you look at it and you think, you knew he was there and he was crying out for the job, right? Yet you persist with Solskjaer and then... You did the city result happens and you still keep him in. You go through the international break when you want to get a new guy in because he can just settle in himself, regardless of working with the players who aren't there. He can just settle in. 
And then after the international break, you say, it just sums up like how football clubs are run, where you've got these billions and billions of pounds on the line, and people say, oh, because the executives run the club because we're not emotional like fans. And it shows that they are. Mm. And it's just ridiculous. Well, I don't, again, I go back to my point about Watford. I don't think that's an emotional decision. I think that was completely pragmatic. No, but, then they, but they, they, they knew... They knew this was coming. That's not them knee-jerk. We just got stuffed 4-1 by Watford. He's gone because it's embarrassing. Liverpool happened. City happened. You know, they've got... Ch- that's Liverpool, that's Liverpool and City, right? That's Liverpool yeah, but- and City. And, and I think... I take your point, but my, my point is when you lose so catastrophically to a team like Watford, you have no choice. You can probably say, well, it's Liverpool and it's Man City and they're title contenders and, hey, you know, then we didn't play very well and, and whatever. But I, I genuinely think they probably sat there thinking, well, we can chalk Watford up as a win, so that'll buy us another week. That That's my thinking. I don't know. Who knows what goes on in the boardroom? They, they've been numbing and arming about this for a while, clearly. Yeah, yeah they clearly they have, yeah. Yeah, because for them to suddenly be already announcing they're in a boardroom meeting an hour after the game... They, yeah. What was that about? Why are they briefing that? I don't understand weird, that. Weird, isn't it? it yeah, was, it is weird. It's, it, it just anyway. shows how there's different agendas at play, even even at that level. There's, there's no unification, right? They're not Manchester United right now. No, they're not. They're not. The question is, we've done a lot of talking about Man United. Yeah, exactly. The question, yeah, is, but it's, the question is, will they bring a uh, a reaction with them to no. Stamford Bridge on Sunday? No. I don't think they will either. If they if they had a new manager, as in they had got Conte in, or they'd put Eddie Howe in, or someone, I'd be like, mm, maybe. But they've just got as much of the same. It's just all you've done is you've removed a guy from the top. Yeah, well, that's and you it. Michael I mean, Carrick. Yeah, and well, the, for the, me, the, 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 the team talk's going to be, come on, let's do it for Ole. That's the only team talk he can give. Really, he can't really could, do anything. And else. they weren't no. doing it for Ole anyway. So <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's, that's what I was going to say. And and also, there's something about Michael Carrick strikes me as a Phil Neal kind of character. He, he strikes me that yes, boss, yes, boss, yes, gaffer, <laughs> yes, boss. You know, and now oh, I'm the boss. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. Look, they, if they turn us over four nil, then we go. Well, okay, Michael Carrick knows what he's doing but I just don't think I don't think there's enough time with with the crucial emphasis being on the Villarreal game because that defines a lot of their season if they lose at Villarreal I think they've got a good chance of going out of the out of the Champions League so there's a lot riding on that if they don't get a result there and a performance then I I would like to think they'll come to us and and we will have a good day against them so Having said that, we think that they're not going to be any different. How do we see the game panning out? Is this a game where we get three points and it's comfortable? Or will it just be, it's United, it's always a tricky game, especially at our place. What do you think, Andy? Well, I was just going to make a joke about, hey, they've still got the Carabao Cup, but they haven't got that anymore because West Ham beat them 1-0 in that. So yes. they're, already, they're already out of the Carabao. So you're quite right about Villarreal. How do I see it going? I think at home particularly, we are quite something. And I think the Burnley game was a bit of an aberration. Uh, if you look at the chances that we created and the opportunities we had, um, we should never have drawn that game. But we did, and, and uh, it did show that we were slightly vulnerable to a sucker punch. I don't think... The only sucker punch they've got is Ronaldo. He's the only he's the only potential sucker punch. He seems to have ruined Fernand, uh, Fernandez's uh, game. Um, he seems to have completely unbalanced the apple cart. But he is a, a, a player of, of, of immense danger. So I'm sure Tuchel's working on a plan for him. Uh, beyond him, I can't see what they can do to upset 
our juggernaut at the moment. You know, we are incredibly solid at the back. It looks like we're going to have all of our defenders fit for the game. Our goalkeeper's going to be fit. It looks like Kante's fit. It looks like Jorginho's fit. It was a slight doubt, but it looks like he's fit. The only issue we've got is up front where it looks like Lukaku and Havertz might not make it uh, for the weekend. Uh, but Timo Werner is coming back. You know, Pulisic looks like he's fit again. So Mason Mount's fit, Zeke's fit. So, you know, we've got lots of options. I can't see this Man United team in the headspace they're at at the moment doing enough to trouble us unnecessarily. OK, uh, my, my thought is if Man United run out onto the pitch without Cristiano Ronaldo, they'll give us a game. I think Ronaldo upsets everything, as you've said. I think he's put so many noses out of joint. He's a throwback. He doesn't do what needs to be done in the modern day. Do you know what I mean about the Bruno Fernandes thing? Though? Yeah, you totally. know, Bruno Fernandes was, had, had a great free role where he was able to orchestrate. He can't do that anymore. You no. basically, you've basically neutralised your best player. Well, because, it doesn't make any sense. Well, because you have to give the ball to Ronaldo, apparently. Exactly. And that's it. But Ronaldo can do it. He can, as he's proven this season, pull something out of nothing. So you have to take him seriously, even though he's 150 years old and on his last legs and probably only in it for the money you have to take that player seriously no drop him drop him and then united have a future get people like Jaden sancho carrick's, playing carrick's not going to drop him is of course he? he's no. not you can't drop not. him. It's probably in his contract that you can't drop him. For I, the that, I was going to say, what are the chances of that, eh? Mm. Gary, how no, do you No, because see he, did, he did drop Ronaldo, didn't he, back in October before the international break. Um, but I, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think they're dropping Ronaldo anytime soon when you've no. got a powerless manager in charge who's more worried about keeping his job on the coaching staff. Um, I would like to think Tuchel being a clever manager that he is, will know this is a wounded beast, this is a wounded animal that Man United are, and he's going to go for the jugular. And he's going to go, let's go and give him a right pasting because we've got the players that can do it. Liverpool have given him a pasting. City have given him a pasting. Now let's line him up and we Watford do it. Watford have given him a pasting. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the Watford goals, the scoreline's a bit of an anomaly because they come like so, so late, don't they? But, yeah. but still, I, I just think that we... This could be like 99-2000. This could be a lovely 5-0. Yeah. The only problem I have is our finishing in this game, given that the players that we might have available for this. So that, that's my only slight concern, um, is is whether we can... Maguire's we'll, out as well, isn't he? Cause he got well, that's, I was going to say that's a concern, because he's been so crap, I was really <laughs> looking forward to having him in the side. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I just think we should give him a... We should, we should destroy him. This is... They're all over the place. They're... They haven't got their manager anymore. They haven't got a new manager in place, which shows that they haven't have they've lacked any planning around it. Um, I just think it's going to be more of the same. All this stuff of play for Ollie, I, I don't think they're going to do that. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean. And more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at Cooler.com. 
or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. What do you? Uh, let me ask you a serious question, Ronaldo. Are you looking forward to seeing him play? Bearing in mind this might be the last time we ever see. I mean, he's been a generational player. You know, we'll look back in 10, 15, 20 years' time, if we're still alive, and 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 basically say, you know, Ronaldo, Messi. I mean, that was quite a time to be alive. I mean, is there part of you that thinks Ronaldo on the pitch? Are you, you know, looking at that icon on the pitch? No. Don't, um, don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care. I've I don't watched care. Messi, I've watched Ronaldo. Yeah. I've, always, I've, I, I've never gone to Chelsea going, wow, I'm getting to watch this guy play. Yeah, I tell you, it's interesting. I, I saw the last time I saw Ronaldo live uh, was at Malaga. And what surprised me, he nearly went over into the crowd where we were. And he's really big. He's six oh, yeah, foot he four. You know, you yeah. don't, he doesn't look statuesque, as it were, when you see him Well, that play. was always one of the arguments in the Messi-Ronaldo thing is that he was so dominant in the air. Yeah. I mean, but he really is. He's a big, big unit. Is it quite mm. surprising? But I don't know. I think um, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I think, you know, not that I'm going to be watching him in, in, in some kind of awe and wonder and, and, and I'm going to be fully, fully focused on my team. But the idea that you're watching someone who's had such a massive impact on the global game, I, I, I think it, you'd be cold-hearted yeah. not to not to recognise that fact, at least. Uh, no, I, I recognise it. I just don't yeah. really care. Maybe because I've seen him so many times. I don't yeah. know. But... I haven't seen him that many times. I mean, I've seen, obviously seen him a couple of times for United in, in the early days. We didn't really play Real Madrid, did we? You know, we, we never played Juventus when he was playing him. We haven't played him. Like, Messi, we've, must... Messi, we've, Messi, we've seen him play, what, eight times, nine times against us. But Yeah, but don't forget well, Gary's, seen, Gary's so... seen him a lot because he's really a secret red. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> Cockney it. red. <laughs> Cockney red. What were you going to say, I... Gary, about seeing him? Yeah, I was going to say, like, with, with Ronaldo and Messi, though, I've, I've never bought into this way that they're eulogised about, but maybe because, you know, I don't... I, I still watch football when Chelsea aren't playing, but I'm not really that into it in a really nerdy, dweeby way where I want to sort of get off on the fact that this the El Clasico this week, I'm like, don't don't care. I was just yeah, well, really, I, you know, like, I mean that, that's fair enough. I totally get no, no, so that. No, so I buy into what he is, and I, I respect him for it. And I've always preferred him to Messi because Messi's been a diving little cheat. Um, but I just, um, I just not really bother. I'd, I'd rather watch Mason Mount. Yeah, and do you know <laughs> what? I'd, I'd say I really enjoyed watching Ronaldo and Messi at close quarters when I've been to see Malaga because I don't really have a a major investment a in, the fight, in the game. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I can appreciate what they do. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be sitting there cheering for Ronaldo. All no, I'm saying is it, that I I, I'm going to recognise the fact that there's a global icon on the pitch um, in the same way that when Messi came to Stamford Bridge, as soon as the game starts, forget about it, you know, take his legs as far as I'm concerned. Well, but, it's a generational you know, talent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's beyond. And I, I, I think that, you know, some, I mean, I can't think of another player in world football apart from Messi you know, that could come to Stamford Bridge and for me to think, wow, that's that's that player. You know, everybody, whether it's Lewandowski or whatever, you'd have a huge amount of respect for, you know, amazing talents. But they are almost supernatural in their, you know, in, in their plays. And I genuinely think in decades to come, people will, will recall this period as being one of the golden ages of amazing players. Yeah, Do you I remember think when so, we played, um, it was would have been 2000, 2001 season when we played posh at Stamford Bridge and we beat them 5-0 in the FA Cup. I was more wowed by being at Stamford Bridge and going, wow, that's Barry Fry in the opposite dugout. 
I was like, Barry Fry. I yeah. see him walking down the high street. Do you know, you know why that is, Gary? It's because you're a very small-minded man from a very small town. <laughs> yeah, but he, he is from it's Peter. A city. It's a city. It's a city. <laughs> it's got a cathedral. Mary, Queen of Scots is there. No, it's not. It was um, Anne Boleyn was buried there. Oh, for God's no, sake, it's Gary. Mary, it's Mary, Queen of Scots. I'm going to Google this. I don't think it is. I think it's Anne Boleyn. <laughs> yeah, but luckily you're an idiot who knows nothing about history. I've been there. Terror of the Wake. You know, you know you, you, I think you'll find she was there, Mary, Queen of Scots. The only thing that Peterborough had of any use was a passport office, and I don't think they've even got that anymore. But there you go. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. It's opposite the old car park. Well, Peterborough is still there, yeah. yeah. But, oh, it, um, yeah. Don't tell Mary, me right. Queen of Scots Thank in uh, Peterborough Cathedral. Oh, no, but Catherine of Aragon. I knew, I knew it was one of them Yeah, like but that. she so wasn't Catherine beheaded. Of Aragon. Catherine doesn't that, matter. Uh, yeah, it does. Mary the, Queen of Scots is there, there with her head. There is some good, interesting history around the Peterborough Cathedral as well. Because you had this. Um, Luckily, we've just about run yeah, out of time. Christ for that! <laughs> but but tu- tu- tune in for tune in for the bonus episode, and yeah. you'll hear all about Herod the Wake. <laughs> oh my Herod God. the Wake. Herod is not awake. He's asleep through this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look, okay. Well, let's get Ira. quickly prediction time from Herod the Wake, please, Gary. Your prediction. In a Peterborough accent? No, I best not. Chelsea 5, Manchester United 0. Excellent. Uh, Andy, whoever you are. Chelsea 4, Manchester United 0. Uh, I'll go for 0-0. Nil, nil. No, just kidding. I'll go, I'll go for 3-0 then. I'll take, yeah. I'll take the 3. We're going big though, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're going big. You know this is going to be one of those games. 4-0 <laughs> yeah. defeat. 4-0 go, oh my God, yeah. And and yeah, Jaden Sancho starts. No Ronaldo. Sancho scores three. Cavani scores um, one. Nah, as, as, as this is the bonus episode, can I do something bonus for it? Because I've got someone who wants to quickly say something. Well, I don't know. It's, it depends if it's interesting, funny. Speaking to the microphone, tell him your name. Hi, my name's Luca. Hey, Luca, how are you? Good. And tell him who your favourite Chelsea player is. Uh, Mason Mount. Of course, of, of course, course it's Mason Mount. But why do you like him, Luca? Because he's so good. That, that's Gary feeding you those lines, isn't it? But no, he's, he's whispering about uh, what what we're having for dinner. I was just asking him. <laughs> Excellent, Luca. What's the score going to be on Sunday, mate? I haven't thought about it yet, but Mason Mount is a proper. It's a proper Chelsea. I think the score will be 5 0. Excellent. Excellent. That sounds good to me. Well, look, that's uh, that's us done for this week. Um, so thank you ever so much to Andy, to Gary, and to Luca for your guest appearance. We'll see you down the bridge sometime soon, I hope. And everybody, keep the blue flag flying high. Come on, you blues. Up to Chelsea. Yes. <laughs> If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.